Hello and welcome to the Amateur Auth tonight. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. My co-host today is my very dear friend, John. Hello, everyone. And today we are discussing Chapter 10 of Persuasion by Jane Austen. In Chapter 10, there's still wonderings about whether Captain Wentworth is interested in Louisa or Henrietta. And then the Musgroves girls decide to go for a walk to Winthrop to see cousin Charles Hayter. And everyone goes with them. There's drama because Mary doesn't want to go and see the haters. Henrietta goes to see the haters and brings back Charles Hater. And then it's sort of decided that Louisa and Captain Wentworth are going to be a thing. And then they run into the Crofts and Captain Wentworth puts Anne in the Crofts carriage. And then she hears them talking about him going to marry one of the sisters. Did I get everything? Pretty well. Thank you. So I think it reveals a lot more of characters here. We reveal a lot more about Mary, who's so irritating you want to throw something at her yes you said you want to smack her oh oh gosh she is just so so horrendously irritating and of course is being very generous i love the phrase she did not attribute guile to any and she was she's so it's obvious she still loves captain wentworth Wentworth, and still admires him all her thoughts are always about looking at the best of him and she's the one that's at fault and because nobody else understands where she comes from, so she can't. Because nobody knows. Nobody knows, so she can't attribute anything to people trying to be cruel to her or anything like that. And I think you're right. At the end, it just sort of sums up that, despite the fact that he no longer has any feelings for her, he's still this gentleman as far as she's concerned, who's concerned about a woman who's obviously tired and could do with a lift home. This is where Mary, of course, is, it goes from this poor thing lying on the sofa, too tired to do anything, to, oh, yes, I could definitely take a long walk. There's nothing to stop me taking a Why long walk. Why do people think I'm not a good walker? Very fond of a long walk, whereas Anne, persuaded by the looks of the two girls, was precisely what they did not wish. <laughs> and I love this phrase, admire again the sort of necessity which the family habits seem to produce of everything being communicated and everything being done together, however undesired and inconvenient. Yeah, the two households have this big dependence on each other, don't they? Oh, yes. They're each other's social support in society. And obligation. The chapter starts off sort of where we were in the last chapter, wondering about whether Captain Wentworth is interested in Louisa or Henrietta. And interestingly, it ends in that way with the conversation between the Crofts as well. But Anne, judging from memory and experience, thinks that Captain Wentworth is not in love with either. They were more in love with him, yet there it was not love. It was a little fever of admiration, but it might probably must end in love with some. And I think it's because they're teenagers. That's exactly right. They're not 19-year-old teenagers of today. They're 19-year-old teenagers of then. With a lack of social... I mean, he must. he was the most exciting thing to come in their vicinity mm. ever. Yeah. And it's interesting because Anne was their age when she met him the first time. Yes. So I think she can kind of understand where they're coming from. Absolutely. And seeing his worth all the more now as he's... As she's matured. As she's both matured. matured. Yeah. Both matured. So Charles has absented himself. I like that. He's just... He's playing hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> so the Miss Musgroves are going to chase him. Yes. Um, and they stop in at the French window which is possibly a door, but it's possibly French doors, because they talk about having French windows in the cottage. Yes, they do, don't they? 
And then there's that lovely passage you read about the dependence between the two houses and Mary. Everybody is always supposing I'm not a good walker. And she ends that with, when people come in this manner on purpose to ask us, how can one say no? She's so clueless. They She's totally, obviously don't want her. She has absolutely no ability. And, and of course, I think even if she did, she wouldn't want to accept it. No, she wants to be the centre of attention still. Yes, and she doesn't want to miss anything. There might be some interesting gossip. And Anne wants to also see how it plays out. Yes, she does. And I think she also wants to keep a little bit of peace, because I think... Yeah, she definitely does. I think, too, she wants to sort of, maybe subconsciously, possibly deflect some of the worst of the Mary? the family's behaviour, Mary in particular. Mm. Anne's object was not to be in the way of anybody. Which I think is a little bit of Anne's life goal, just not to be in anybody's way. Yes, her message is that she's really not wanted in her own family. She's still quite a strong character in her own sort of way. She is, though. She mm. is. Um, and it's interesting that Captain Wentworth talks about the Admiral and Mrs Croft going driving and wondering about them falling over somewhere. And then they run into them at the end of the chapter. Captain Wentworth's wondering how her sister puts up with being in a carriage with her husband when they always tip over and Louisa says if I loved a man as she loves the Admiral I would be always with him and nothing should ever separate us that sounds like teenage obsession it does but also it it's the opposite of what Anne or what he thinks Anne felt that she didn't love him enough is essentially the message he's picking up she didn't love him enough to actually always be with him I think so much here, and I think you see it in the book, is he's still aware or still takes a lot of messages and out of the text. I love the, I would rather be overturned by him <laughs> than driven safely by anybody else. I mean, Louisa is trying to put herself forward as much as possible here, though, and be like, no, I'm the one that you want. Yes, because Henrietta is, is she actually betrothed or nearly betrothed? Nearly betrothed. Nearly betrothed to Charles. So she knows she's the one who's got the opportunity. And, and I think this meeting down to Win, Winthrop is all about Henrietta reconciling with Charles. It is. Poor Anne has to overhear this conversation and she's she's <laughs> trying to hide herself in poetry and then she's sort of just trying to grasp for quotes and not finding them. I know, I love it. Because at the beginning, she's keeping herself engaged with poetry about the beautiful leaf colours and the, the autumnal, you know, all the nice things about autumn and the season and all the tenderness and etc, etc. Now, of course, she's going into the sort of everything's dying and it's all, <laughs> you know, the end of hope and spring. and Because well, there is a lot of beauty in autumn, but there is also a lot of death. Well, it signals yeah. for Northern Hemisphere, particularly it's not unless you're in the south island it's not really anything that new zealand is particularly because we have so many evergreen trees primarily evergreen trees and it's just not it just doesn't work the same way even our even in the south island all those trees that are deciduous have been brought in anyway so and then they get to Wimthrop. <laughs> and um again. they they try to go down and charles fearfully it actually says fearfully tries to ask his wife to go down to Winthrop with him. It's so unpleasant. But Winthrop has no beauty or dignity. Stretched in an indifferent house, standing low and hemmed in by the barns and buildings of a farmyard. But Mary says, oh well, we're here now, we'd better turn back, I'm far too tired. <laughs> <laughs> here she goes again. Whereas Henrietta's all conscious and ashamed and seeing no cousin Charles, was 
she was ready to do as Mary wished because, of course, she's feeling embarrassed. But no, says Charles and Louisa. <laughs> and then she looks scornfully about her and says to Captain Wentworth, mm. it is very unpleasant. I assure you I've never been in the house above twice in my life. And then he gives this contemptuous glance as he turns away. It reminds you of that glance that he had when he was talking to Mrs. Musgrove about Dick. There's that you see through his exterior and you see that although he's not being nice, he's being a genuine human person here, that he does have faults. And he's not just going to agree with Mary being a snobby little bitch. Rather than an artificial assent and a smile. And then Mary is quite happy. So long as all the others stood about her. So long as she's the centre of attention, she's happy. I know. But then they go off to look for, um, is it chestnuts? Chestnuts. And she's not happy again because she's not the centre of attention anymore. And she clothes it all in a, well, this seat's not really as comfortable as it should be. I'm going to go and try and find a, I'm Louise sure. probably Louise got a better one. Seat. I can't have Louisa showing me up. No. Meanwhile, of course, Louisa's just fussicking around for chestnuts, so she's not even going to be sitting. And flirting with Captain Wentworth. Meanwhile, Anne, of course, is getting really tired. And um, this is so sad. The section. conversation she overhears. Yes. Louisa's telling Captain Wentworth how she persuaded Henrietta that she needed to go not be frightened from by such nonsense, which I thought was interesting terms. So I think I get from that that Henrietta realised that she'd upset him and was frightened about her. About losing him. About losing him. He talks about, if Louisa Musgrove will be beautiful and happy in the November of her life, she will cherish all her present powers of mind. And the November thing is interesting because I think it's November at the time. You're talking about it being the winter oh, of your life, be. but it's but they're talking about it being autumn. Yes. But I'm sure it must be November by be now. Close, but closer to November. Winter's first of December, isn't it? True. But I think the bit where he goes on to say she would have turned back then, but for you, yes. And this is also brings back the jades of Anne being persuaded by Lady. Her friendship dissuaded Anne, whereas here her sister's actually giving her the courage to go ahead and do something. Louisa tells. Captain Wentworth that Charles proposed to Anne and she says it in such a way like how don't you know that how would he know this he's just (laughs) met the family she's naive and it's quite painful for Anne to hear herself talked about this way there's a feeling and curiosity about her and his manner which gives her extreme agitation but I think it's also when they think that Lady Russell may have persuaded Anne not to of course actually it's Anne's decision all of her own that in this case Lady Russell was trying to persuade her to go ahead and marry him Mm. it's interesting isn't it Mm. I wonder if Louisa was trying to score a point with Captain Wentworth here somehow but saying you know Anne was persuaded not to marry my brother but I'm and persuaded my sister to go for Charles Hayter I'm not easily persuaded which has been part of the whole message that she's been presented I think she's a very strong-willed person so I don't know whether it's about persuasion it's just she likes her own way rather than anything else sounds headstrong a bit bit more headstrong yes and I think that goes on later to prove definitely not not a happy situation for Anne to find herself in listening to this discussion about her terribly uncomfortable and she wants solitude and silence afterwards Mm. which she always wants she always seems to want just everybody just leave me alone so I can be quiet and sort through everything that I'm feeling so the others come back and they head back to Upper Cross well, they come with Charles. With Charles, Charles Hater. 
and a slightly ashamed looking Henrietta, but very well pleased. <laughs> and an exceedingly happy Charles. So it does sound like that's all. Everything now marked out Louisa for Captain Wentworth. Nothing could be plainer. And Charles is passed off at Mary. Charles Musgrove is passed off at Mary Musgrove. He's not the only one. <laughs> no. I don't Mary has no idea when people are passed off at her either. No. No. Well, people are so polite. Yeah. Yeah, these days people are more likely to turn around and say, Mary, stop being such a bitch. And then they run into the Crofts who offer any of the ladies a lift in their carriage and everyone's like no no we're fine then captain wentworth cleared the hedge in a moment to say something to his sister and i wonder did he jump yes it does rather give the impression that they jumped the hedge didn't he jumped the hedge because he can see that anne is tired yes and he wants to get her comfort he had done it she was in the carriage and felt that he had placed her there she owed it to his perception of her fatigue and his resolution to give her rest very sweet and then she stuck listening to people talking about him again and the admiral was wondering which of the two musgrove girls he's going to marry and they're pretty well he's been running after them for too long too long one would think to make his mind this comes out of the piece <laughs> I didn't take that long to come up make my decision about you, my dear Mrs. Croft. Mm. I think it really shows their lovely relationship as well. The Admiral Croft is driving, and Mrs. Croft points out the things in their way and then coolly gives the reins a better direction herself. <laughs> they happily pass the danger. Well, you can imagine, of course, he's a sailor, so he's not really used to driving, and they'll be having conversation. Kind of, you know, they're having this talk. And he's so busy talking to her, he's forgetting to keep an eye on the carriage. And but it, it says there's a... no bad representation of the general guidance of their affairs. Yes. But he's like, I know what I'm doing. She's like, really, I don't think you do. We go this way. <laughs> and they do. So this is the second time that Captain Wentworth has saved Anne. Mm. I mean, they're being small savings, but he saved her. It's, it's obvious right from the beginning, he still has feelings for her. He's so conscious of everything she does. Yes. But they're kind of stuck in this awkward situation together. I mean, he could leave, but he doesn't want to. No, that's right. He doesn't want to put himself out for yet another rejection because he doesn't know what her feelings are and she's very, very good at hiding them. Yeah, certainly none of her family knows how she feels. Goodness, no. Mind you, I think with a family like that, you do your darndest not to share them with you. I just find it's you have to read the text to get the, the words that say something quite different to what do you think she might be saying and it brings out the humor so much and mary needs to be shot <laughs> on that note that is our summary of chapter 10 of persuasion by jane austen my name is francis duncan you can find me at francisduncanwrites.com and on twitter at francis underscore duncan thank you for listening and we wish you happy reading just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me. But if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo. Uh, some Jane Austen merch. And some Pride and Prejudice Heavily Pride-focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!